Callum Wilson might just win the golden boot. Seven goals in his last five matches, those are Holland numbers. Well, now that you mentioned Holland, he kind of does have, you know, double the amount of goals that Wilson has. I mean, 36 goals, that's a downright ridiculous rate of a goal game week. Okay, maybe Wilson doesn't quite have a chance. But what about Tony? He's third in the rankings, isn't he? He's kind of been banned from playing football for eight months. Oh, hmm. Well, maybe not him either, then. You know, speaking of awards, David De Gea has won the Golden Glove. What? Yeah, I was shocked too when I saw it. Seems like all we ever hear about him and the and the Man United defense are horror stories. It's really shocking how they've accumulated 16 clean sheets. What a coincidence that you mentioned De Gea. We'll be talking about him, other Man United assets, and all of your pressing questions ahead of Double Game Week 37, the penultimate game week of the season. So, jumping into the Game Week 36 review first. Let's talk about Arsenal 0, Brighton 3. Deserby said, after the 5-1 loss to Everton, that uh, at the weekend, quote, you will see the real Brighton, end quote. I think we saw the real Brighton. Yeah, I, th I think the Brighton that showed up at the Emirates was, was much closer, at least, to the real Brighton than the one that got humiliated by Everton. Yeah, it was a very, just a very assured, oh, that's not a word, assured, uh, resound, a combined resounding and assured. We'll say reassured then. Performance from Brighton. Um, Estupinian, of course, coming up with the 17 points. We did have conversations last week about potentially benching him, but I didn't go through with him. Um, I'm pretty sure most FPL managers didn't, and they'll be glad that they didn't. Yeah, I mean, obviously, in hindsight, it's easy to say that. And, you know, I, I think it is true that most people recognize that he was probably, you know, too good to, to be riding the bench in this double game. But, you know, either way, I mean, that was just Brighton as a whole, just completely in control of the game, I would say. And it's not even, you know, sometimes, you know, lower lower teams in the table can, you know, steal a game here and there by, you know, hitting the the possession-based teams on the break. But, I mean, Brighton beat Arsenal at their own game. Yeah. I mean, Pep has literally complimented De Zerbi for uh, playing what, the, for having the best build-up play um, in the entire world, right? Have you seen that? Uh, I think I have, yeah. Building out from the back, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely evident that, you know, Brighton, even, you know, when Graham Potter was in charge, I think they had a very distinct identity and they were always about, you know, ball possession. And, you know, I think down in the, in the EFL and maybe some of the, the lower teams in the prep, there's always been, you know, now that, you know, all these foreign managers have come with this possession based style of play, you know, these teams who really aren't suited to it have, have been trying to, to emulate, you know, the peps and, you know, to a lesser extent, the clops of the league mm -hmm. and, for a lot of teams, ended calamitously, but Brighton somehow have you know formed this identity that's really allowed them to go toe to toe with the best teams in the in the league. I am curious though. You you mentioned Potter. How much how much of the Brighton that we see today uh, should be or can be attributed to to Potter's work in the past few years? I mean, I, I would say that you know 
first and foremost, Deserby is at the helm right now. He should you know, be getting you know as much of the credit as he sure as he can because you know I mean over the past few months he's really taken this team arguably to a whole new level. But I mean I th- I think some credit should absolutely go to Potter and you know the Brighton board as a whole for recognizing that you know this is the the style of play that they want to implement finding the all these hidden gems you know out in all these you know foreign leagues all these lower leagues that are able to just come in and really become incredible players yeah on the other side of things though have arsenal quote bottled it or or is this just you know is this just ultimately what we should have come to expect of their title charge, if we may call it that? I think that's a tough question, because if you look in the dictionary of, of the word bottle, I mean, <laughs> having a 10-point lead back in back in January and just being completely out of it with three games left, that is the definition of a bottle. Hmm. But it does seem a little harsh to Arsenal, I would say, because I think they've been overachieving all season. I mean, they've been, you know, really staving off a really, really tough, well-rounded, arguably the best city team that we've seen, you know, maybe since those Centurions in 2017, 2018. Maybe ever. Maybe ever. Maybe ever. I mean, that team didn't have Holland. So maybe ever. But, I mean, I I think the point is that it's only a bottling because of how good they were during the first the first part of the season and that that to me almost seems a little bit unfair Mm, i would agree with that assessment yeah i don't know if you saw gary neville's comments earlier in the season uh i don't know if you know what i'm talking about was it was it the one where he was basically saying that so you're still gonna win yeah 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 i mean you know i think he was he was right about that yeah i i would you know Look at all of that a bit more cynically and say all the, all of these all of these pundits just pump out so much content that mm. something they say is bound to be correct every now and then. That's that's true. That's true. But Neville also said that you know Arsenal would perhaps start collapsing around April, and in fact, that is what happened when they got those three draws in a row. So, yeah, I mean, they certainly have a have a small squad. I would say, or at least a small squad that can really be relied upon. Yeah. I mean, City, they don't have the, the biggest squad, I would say, but it really seems like they have, you know, a rotation of players, you know, 18, maybe 19 players deep that can really be trusted and relied upon mm-hmm. to, to carry out Pep's game plan. And Arsenal, I mean, they have what? They even have 11? Right, yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, Liverpool 3, Leicester 0. And uh, Salah did get a hat-trick. It was just a hat-trick of assists. I think I saw somewhere that this is fourth season now mm. in the Premier League with 10 goals and 10 assists. Wow. And, I mean, you don't really think of him as a, as a creator, do you? But, I mean, he's, he's found a way, you know, week in, week out, to, to put up with these really remarkable numbers. Yeah, I, you know, in my mind, he's still not that great of a footballer if you know what i mean i don't know I, i've been saying that for a couple seasons now and like like you're smiling do you like do you know what i mean i so if he's not a great footballer what is he great at he's Finishing? That, pace dribbling 
he's it's just it's strange he's got wonderful ball control but would i call him a dribbler i don't think i would he is great at finishing but i don't think he's got great technique in shooting the ball for example for penalties he just kind of just smashes it yeah. Yeah. yeah and he, like just watching him he's not the, the smoothest looking guy with the ball and but he just always just scores i mean that's that's what he's good at he's good at scoring but i don't i wouldn't call him good at footballing am i am i crazy i think we've we've we have talked about this before yeah. and i i seem to recall something that you said to me okay something along the lines of no one outside of egypt grows up wanting to play like salah i said that i think you did yeah that's so interesting huh i mean it's 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 kind of i do understand what you're saying okay because i mean he he's almost more of a a brute force type of player than okay, yeah someone who really is a baller he's not very twinkle toed is he exactly i mean would would it be fair to apply those same criteria to holland holland let's see he, he i mean yeah, i guess he's i mean ball. pretty much everything you've said could be applied to him to a more extreme degree. I guess so. But they are very different. I mean, we, if we had more time, we could spend, you know, or we could specifically outline the differences between them in much more detail. But uh, for Holland, ooh, I don't know. This is interesting. He, I mean, he's got that gait, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, excuse me. Uh, when, he, when he moves, you don't really... <laughs> It doesn't seem like he's all that graceful. It doesn't seem like he's oh. <laughs> not not that he's not in control of himself, but that he's really I don't know, just like gliding. He's kind of lumbering. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Although Salah, I I, I will praise Salah for his athleticism uh, because sure. I think I read somewhere that he. Uh, out of his, well, he's been at Liverpool for one, two, three, four, is it sixth season. He's only missed about four games <clears throat> due to injury, or he hasn't been available for four games. Yeah. This is, I mean, that's remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, he really, you know, logs about, you know, 35, 36 starts a season, which is just extremely consistent. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's, let's, let's come back to FPL a little bit. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold with a rocket. It's, I mean, it is it is a classic, classic Salah uh, little. Uh, what do you even call that? Uh, uh, just um, lays it off, a layoff, I guess. A layoff, I like that. Trent at the free kick, and Trent just wallops it with a yeah. lot of technique into the top right corner. Yeah, I mean Trent. He's he's one of the most gifted ballers in the league. Absolutely, I think it's fair. Maybe, maybe I mean. I would put Foden up there. I would put De Bruyne maybe up there. Um, can anybody who does anybody have better like uh, when I say ball striking, I don't mean just shooting. I mean passing and everything. Does anybody have have better ball striking ability than than Trent and maybe De Bruyne? I mean, thinking along like you know shooting. I mean. Arguably, like a, a Ruben Neves or a, a James Ward-Prowse, but 
But I'm talking everything. I, I think it is true that none of them, except maybe De Bruyne, can really put crosses and, and through balls and those long, like, 60-yard diagonals that Trent can do. I think Trent might be better than, than De Bruyne. I, I actually, I do think Trent is better than De Bruyne. I mean, not as a overall football. No, no, of course not. Of course not. In that department. It, sure, yeah. sure, yeah. sure. I, I think some of the the stuff De Bruyne does, those crosses from the right, it, like those low ones into the box. I oh, think yeah. Trent, yeah. I don't know if Trent's quite at that level. I, I've seen De Bruyne do some uh, outside the foot crosses, mm. passes that I don't think I've really seen for Trent. That's fair. But in terms of just the sheer volume and consistency of just high-quality passes, difficult high-quality passes, Trent might be better. Mm, yeah. And since he's moved into that uh, inverted right-back role, shall I call it, since I think it was game week 30 against Arsenal was the first time he did that, he's uh, he's not blanked. He's returned in every game. He's yeah. gotten one, two, three, four, five, six assists um, in five games. Um, and since then, uh, two clean sheets and a goal and a clean sheet. So, I mean, FPL royalty. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just, it's been frustrating because I definitely didn't get him in early enough. I still don't have him. And oh. in these two weeks, it's just been this whole saga of, what was it, too late? Yeah. You know, there are all these double game week options. I want, you know, to save some money for some game week 38 punts. Mm. I just wish I got him in earlier. I feel like it might actually be too late now. I mean, I think I, I think now it is too late. I think last week it was probably also too late. Mm. Probably. If you did it last week, you would have gotten thirteen points. It's true. It's true. But oh, see, that's why that's why it's so frustrating. Mm. Well, yeah, I, I don't have anything else to say to that. Uh, all right, and and finally, let's talk about uh, Newcastle four, Brighton one. What happened to Brighton? Did they become the fake Brighton again? I mean, we've we've just spent so much time talking about how good Brighton are. So how about how about we just talk about how good Newcastle are? Because okay. I mean, they were excellent to start the season. I think their their form dipped a bit, you know, during the right after the restart. But they've, I would say, they found it again. And mm-hmm. they absolutely deserve the top four spot they're in. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're one. Oh, well, they're one win away from securing Champions League football, and I mean that's just remarkable for a team that was, you know, firmly, you know, in the mid to lower uh, section of of the table. I mean, sixteen months ago, they were in a relegation battle. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, I completely. I mean, yeah. there was like this. They had the Saudi takeover, but that season there was a chance they were going to get relegated. For Say that again. Like the first season with the, when the Saudis took over, when all the money yeah. like already started flowing in, they could have gotten relegated. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they turned it around, and so now they're going to be playing in Europe. Yeah, it's it's tremendous, really, and. I mean, how would you characterize the the way they play? Why are they so good? How are they so good? I mean, I think the how is that they just have good players. The how is Eddie Howe. I like that a lot. Mm. Players and a good manager. Yeah. But I mean, I don't even, I'm not even sure they have a particularly distinct style. I mean, I I would certainly say that it's, you know, more modern than 
some of the more antiquated, you know, lower tier teams, but not quite on the the level of, you know, City or, or Arsenal in terms of possession. I think they are probably more of a possession-based team, but are, you know, maybe susceptible to counterattacks. Mm-hmm. Well, um, maybe a, a ginger topic for you, but let's perhaps mention the, the Wilson versus Isaac debacle if you own the Isaac and delight if you own the Wilson. Yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, I think it was our, our first dilemma deliberation on the on the last week's podcast. Wilson versus Isaac. I own Isaac. You own Wilson. You were rewarded pretty handsomely, although not as handsomely as you perhaps should have been. No, not as handsomely because I had spent about two hours thinking about whether I wanted. Uh, I, I I knew I wanted Wilson. I was debating about Wilson and Jacob Murphy, which you know he ended up not playing a single minute, which wasn't great. But uh, versus uh, Joe Willick and Evan Ferguson, and I spent about two hours thinking about it, and I landed on Wilson, and I that I mean that that was. Did prove to be the correct decision, but uh, I, I was absolutely convinced that I had Captain Wilson because that was always the plan. And then the next morning, uh, it was a 7.30 a.m. game. I, I, I log on and I uh, check uh, livefpl.net uh, and, and and I see that Holland is captain. And I'm like, hold on, livefpl.net has never been wrong. What's going on here? And then and then I the app finishes updating and I check the app and lo and behold, I have Captain Erling Holland. And I'm like, hello? Yeah, that's 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 brutal. I mean, do you think do you think it's worse that I mean he got twenty four points? Like, would you have almost rather him just get like eight or nine? Emotionally, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But of course, numerically speaking, it's <laughs> the more points that he has, the better. But uh, now I I'm, I'm just ruining the the. Uh, 17 point difference uh had i had i captain wilson instead of holland but you you had a you had a, a 34 point difference to yeah about. yeah no it was it was undoubtedly worse for me <laughs> yeah no, Is- isak i don't even know what happened really i mean to be honest he looked knackered in some of those games i mean well, yeah you know shifted out to the left you know just forced to to run and run and run didn't get much service didn't seem all that creative. Didn't, you know, penetrate to the box all that much, I'd say. Yeah. And Wilson, you know, I mean, in the first game, he just got those two penalties, which is obviously frustrating. But it's what you sign up for. Why Why did you end up going with Isaac, out of curiosity? I think I was just more confident that he'd, he'd play more minutes. Uh-huh. I didn't think Wilson was going to start both games. Right. And he did, which, which hurt me. But I, I thought he was just more reliable. To be honest. Well, oh, I mean, you look at Olsen's form now after the double game week, it's it's insane. 13, 12, blank against Arsenal, 12, 12. Oof. And he's oh, he's up against uh, Leicester at home next week. That's that's juicy. Yeah, and meanwhile, you know, I I'm I'm wondering, yeah, you know, do I get rid of Isak? Mm. Do I, you know. Just put him on the bench. Do I ride him out? I mean, now I'm just in a world of hurt. <sighs> I'm sorry about that, man. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about uh, potential replacement. Yeah. Later. yeah. And lastly, on 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 the Newcastle Brighton game, are we 
concerned about Matoma and, and McAllister at all? Well, I mean, McAllister got got benched. Uh, he's and uh, Matoma. He's gotten benched recently too. Yes, against Wolves, but he hasn't scored since uh, the first uh, the first game of double game week twenty nine, and um, he's only gotten two assists in the following one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games. So not so good. You know, I think Matoma has always been, you know, someone who defies a lot of the current ideas about, you know, XG and, mm-hmm. you know, creating you know chances to score because he's always been, you know, an opportune finisher, I would say. Right. And maybe his underlying data hasn't been the best, but it seems like that's that's caught up to him now, hasn't it? Yeah, I, th- I think I would call him a very good footballer, right? I mean, I, th- I, th- I, think, I think he's a footballer. Players. In the truest sense of the word, footballer, in in a way that someone like Salah isn't. I think so. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is this to say he hasn't been playing well? I don't know because at least, well, I I watched the Arsenal game and, I mean, he he skinned Ben White alive. It was embarrassing. It was yeah hard yeah. to watch. <laughs> yeah. And I think even the, in that uh, that United game, back a few weeks ago, I mean, Wamasaka is a Good defensive fullback, and I thought Matoma got the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know, and I guess the thing with uh, Brighton attack is, it, I mean, there are what there's there's realistically there are four players that that could be involved, and it's just a bit more spread out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think anything about his role in the you know in the team has changed recently? You know, tactically, is he been asked to do something else? Yeah, tactically, I don't know. I haven't been, you know, following Brighton's tactics so so extensively. So I don't know if uh, the system kind of changed a little bit recently. But at least now, my perception of him has become more of a an assist man. I, he actually reminds me of Grealish a lot. Really? Why? Uh, I don't. Mm, let me think about that. Well, they're both. You know, left wingers for uh, possession-based, build from the back style teams, and uh, they are both very good dribblers, and they can recycle possession well. Uh, I guess Mat- the difference being Matoma has more of a directness to him, while Grealish sometimes is is a bit more reluctant to take on the defender one v one. But in terms of just vibe, you know what I'm? Do you get it? I think, yeah, yeah. I think both of them, if if you can imagine them scoring like a, a trademark goal, it would be kind of, you know, cutting in from the right side, from the left. left, you know, getting onto the right foot and just, you know, curling into the outside corner. Absolutely. And I, I, is that the vibe that both of them give off? Yes, you, you yeah. got that right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Do you think if you put Matoma into the city side, you'd do better than Gilsh has been doing? Ooh. Ooh, that's it. Are we like in isolation? Because, like, I mean, it would take some time, presumably, for Matoma to adjust it to Pep's. I mean, if he's gone through the same process that Grealish has gone through. I think so. I think Matoma would do better. I think, for one, he has a higher footballing IQ, I think. Uh, and. Yeah, I mean that that well actually I don't know because 
Pep used to have those direct wingers, didn't he, with uh, Sterling and, and Sané all those years ago. And now, uh, well, he has Bernardo right wing and uh, Grealish left wing. And they're, they're much less about, uh, you know, about their pace driving down the line. And they're, they're more about, I guess, uh, well, you'd know this more than I. How would you characterize the, the wingers' roles in this current City team? I think, I mean, yeah, obviously Sterling and Sané. Their jobs are really just to stretch the fence vertically. I think Grealish, a lot of what he's been doing is helping just carry the ball from defense to attack. Mm. Sometimes he'll drop really, really deep and get the ball and do a very, very good job of just using his, you know, his his strength and his pace and his dribbling ability to bring it up and get it to De Bruyne and Hollands and and the rest. And also just like winning fouls. I think he does better than anyone else in the league. Hmm. He's definitely got a knack for, you know, maybe when City are penned in under pressure, start dribbling and just get the get the opposition to, you know, leave their boot in and and just, you know, get the foul, alleviate that pressure. Makes sense. All right, let's move on to the Dilemma Deliberations. So we do have a double game week coming up, and it's, uh, well, let's, let's just read them out for the, sake of, uh, for the sake of reading them out. We have uh, Brighton playing against uh, Southampton and City. Uh, we have City playing against Chelsea and, and Brighton. We have Man United playing against Bournemouth and Chelsea. And we have Chelsea playing against uh, City and United. So... Let's just make things very clear. I don't think anybody is touching any Chelsea player, right? I mean, I think the one, and we'll we'll talk about this later. The one that some people had was Keppa. Yeah, just for you know convenience from the the goalie spot. Maybe they already had him in the team, and you know, two bad fixtures is generally at least equivalent to one decent one. So Perhaps, yeah, I think he was just an option for many people. Maybe not anymore. Edward Mendy got the most recent start. So even even him really, uh, Sterling scored two goals against uh, Nottingham, but I mean you're not getting Sterling in this stage. No, absolutely not. By the way, Sterling left City, and uh, City are on course for the trouble. Koulibaly left Napoli. Napoli won the Scudetto. Maybe Chelsea is the problem. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone would argue with that really. Yeah. I mean. All right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, just. The staggering amount of players, like quality players, that are just rotting away there. <laughs> Honestly, a crime against the sport. You're right. You're right. I wish it weren't this way, but what can I do? <laughs> so uh, back to uh, Man United and Man City FPL options. Well, for Man United, I think, uh, well, we, we, we all have Rashford, presumably, and I don't think we're we're... Well, we, we saw him. He's, he's back in training and he's yellow flagged right now. And I think odds are he probably starts both because Man United really need to win every single game. I think so. Yeah. I mean, maybe even just a week ago, people were saying that, you know, Rashford suffered this really bad injury and there was just no way he was, you know, going to be able to come back for these games. But I mean, his prognosis has apparently you know improved a lot recently mm-hmm. he's back in training and I, I would bet that he's a pretty safe safe bet for about 150 minutes yeah 
and that's you know that's that's pretty good, especially against Bournemouth and, and Chelsea. But yeah. let's see. And what what about other assets? Well, Bruno probably is is the standout. Uh, we we there's lots of talk about him. Uh, well, yeah, he is. You know, it feels like he's on the brink of a haul, or it feels like he could, he could haul every week with just the, the amount of quality chances that he's putting up that his teammates aren't finishing. Yeah, I mean, he is fifteen point six expected assists this year, just eight assists, oh. Oh, which wow. is almost unfathomable. That's whoa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for whatever reason, it's pretty rare for anyone with you know at least a decent number. Of assists to be, you know, having those underperformed, and to see it, you know, done to that, you know, such a drastic degree is pretty shocking, honestly. Mm. But I mean, at this stage, I mean, only a couple of weeks left in the season. Can we really expect, you know, the regression at this point? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Well, Arsenal have have regressed, and arguably, City have regressed back up to what we. Uh expect of them so I, I i'm not really sure i now i guess now now would be just the, the you know effort we ball stage of the season but he is quite expensive and me personally i don't have a route to him unless through salah and i guess that is a question um you know should you like you know would you get bruno at the expense of salah I mean, if you're asking me, yeah, I think I wouldn't. You wouldn't, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think I do have a pretty simple route from Grealish to Bruno. Yeah. That I'm most likely to take advantage of. That's but I think crazy. Salah at this point. I mean, he's probably going to be my Game Week 38 captain. Against? Against uh, Southampton away. Oh, okay. Which is a pretty nice fixture. Yeah. And, you know, even that Villa at home, I mean... At home, Liverpool tend to perform much better. Villa, they've been using a pretty high line with Emery recently. And, I mean, you know, what he does have is, is pace. And I could definitely see him exploiting that. So I wouldn't be comfortable giving him Salah right now. Mm. I do really want him, though. It would be it would, it'd be a good feeling to have Ooh, him. Bruno? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, if... We get news about Rashford that isn't, you know, all that positive. Mm. And, you know, let's let's say, let's say hypothetically, we know that he's going to come off the bench the first game and start the second game. Mm. Would you go to Bruno then? For free, 100%. For a hit? I don't know. I guess normally you'd say that the first fixture against Bournemouth is the really juicy one, but... I don't know. Bournemouth away, Chelsea at home. They they aren't you know as as uh, disparate in, yeah. in difficulty as they might seem. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. So maybe not for a hit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I got that. But uh, you could perhaps do uh, Rashford to someone like Anthony for free. Would that tempt you at all? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I mean, he's just not. And it's just not what we're looking for in this game. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I will not probe you further. But I think the defense is worth looking at, right? I mean, I think Shaw is pretty widely owned at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have him 
And I think, I don't know what his uh, exact, you know, percentage owned right now is, but it's, it's reasonably high. And I think, I mean, he's, whether it's at center back or left back, obviously I'd rather him at fullback because, you know, there's still a little more potential for assists, but I mean, he's certainly nailed into that defense. He, I, I would bet that there's at least one clean sheet coming in those games. And he he's a bonus point magnet as well. So yeah, I'll be very comfortable with him. Yeah. I love the sound of Shaw. I have De Gea. And, you know, as we said, they Man United have a, have a sneaky, sneaky way of uh, grabbing clean sheets. And I think, I think they're, uh, they're a decent enough investment, especially because they play Fulham at home, uh, game week 38. Yeah. So, oh, no. Yeah, no, go on. Yeah. Would you be comfortable getting Shaw and De Gea? And De Gea? Yeah. I think that's a you know it's it's a bit of a risk of course as as is any double up in defense really but i think it's one i'd be willing to take um yeah yeah it has you know a lot of potential to to go amazingly and of course you know de gea could (laughs) you know just have another shocker or just even just one misplaced or bad uh pass out and uh you know could be ruined but it, it, it seems like a decent enough bet to make, and uh, I actually I have to hand. And I'm looking to to get a defender in. I can't afford Shaw, so I'm actually looking at uh, maybe Dallow or, or Lindelof even. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think you know as long as you get someone that's nailed, it's not a bad option. I mean, I think the other concern with that is that it would block you from getting Rashford and Bruno. That's true. And if that's something on your mind, then. That would certainly complicate matters. But I think in a vacuum, W9 defense is a pretty decent gamble. Yeah. And, well, there are two games left. We're not really thinking long-term anymore, so... Yeah. 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 Shall we move on to uh, to City? Yeah. I, I would say that they their options are much more intriguing. I wouldn't. Really? Mm. It's too, too much concern about minutes. Nobody's going to get two starts. I mean, in all likelihood, they'll win the league before their second game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either Arsenal are going to slip up against Forest away, which isn't isn't an easy game. Um, or uh, City are. I mean, they, they will beat Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's not like, you know, the entire second team is going to play. I mean, Pep. I think Pep knows that you can't just you know not give Holland any minutes, not give De Bruyne any minutes before the big cup finals. You need to you know keep them fresh, stop them from you know accumulating dust. Mm. And but at the same time, that doesn't mean they're going to get ninety minutes. Yeah, which which complicates things. Yeah, like realistically, I actually you know I know I, I take back what I said. Some people will. Some players will, will probably start both, but it, it, I, there's just no way of of predicting um, which one that'll be. And I don't I don't know if that's a well. Actually, I was gonna say I don't know if that's a, a lottery ticket worth buying into, but maybe it is. Just because even even one game with with a city player has you know massive potential. Yeah, one bet I really like actually is uh, Julian Alvarez. Okay, he started I believe the last four. 
Uh, he's, I mean, he came off the, the bench for a cameo in the Champions League and got a very nice goal. Mm. I, I could see him, he'll certainly start the second game because I think they'll rest Holland there. But uh-huh. I could see him getting, you know, at least 30 minutes of the first game, uh-huh. or even yeah, starting on the wing with Holland. Well, he, he, he kind of starts in that De Bruyne role, right? In the center? Like more of an eight? Um, an eight, ten ish. I always imagined he'd be more out wide, but you know he certainly has the capacity for that. He's a bit of a destroyer, is what I've heard. Really? Huh. Yeah. He's well, the wide players are, are the ball, but the wide players are Grealish, Mares, Foden, and Bernardo. Bernardo can also play in that eight role. I think that's true. It's true. Yeah, Alvarez could be a decent option for sure. I would you do uh, Isak to to Alvarez? So I'm mulling right now. And I think it makes a lot of sense. Mm. You think Alvarez would start game week 38? Hmm. I'm not sure, to be honest. Because, I mean, game week 38 isn't, you know, there's not a huge amount of time between that and the, the finals. Mm. The FA Cup final, <clears throat> I believe, is June 3rd. And then the Champions League final is June 10th. Mm-hmm. So it's it's honestly I think it's possible that Holland gets the start at striker, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that Alvarez won't get a good amount of minutes. Yeah, uh, it's it's a fun pick certainly. Yeah. What about uh, what about the wingers that we just mentioned? Anybody interest you? For me, for me, I I'm thinking Mares maybe is the only one who who because he seems to be a more of a league guy and and less of a less of a Champions League Cup guy recently. I think that's how he's been deployed. Yeah, I mean, and he's been you know putting up some very nice hauls in the league. Uh, I don't know the exact figures on me, but I mean, his his goal involvements have been pretty impressive. Yeah, he's been getting a lot of assists recently. It's true. That's true. And I mean, obviously, you know, Holland's going to be the the major goal scorer in the team. But I mean, just as you know, Grealish likes to cut it from the left. We know Morris can cut it from the right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we 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 know he can do it. Certainly. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's yes. make a new one because I don't want this to. All right, we'll talk about KDB when we restart. Yes. Yeah. All right. So I think the other option from City, maybe the you know the biggest option out of all. The howitzer, if you will, is KDB. What do you think about it? Sure, sure, but uh, you know, I I also have my my reservations with with KDB. I think uh, he's just. I think mm, his role in in big games versus uh, I get or uh, teams against. No, oh my God, games against big teams. Yes, quote-unquote big teams versus games against the quote-unquote smaller teams is very different. If, if you just look at his, uh, his history, um, he scored in uh, one, two, three. Yeah, he scored in three of his last... Uh, let me do some, some, some quick math here. 21 games. He scored he, he's only scored in 3 out of his last 21 league games. Which I mean if you if you just think about that that's 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 not great. That's not great. Um 
And the, and, the, and the games that he has scored in is uh, against Arsenal, Liverpool, and Arsenal again. Uh, and I don't know. I, I feel like historically, I like my perception is, you know, aligns with that, which is that in big games, KDB tends to uh, take more charge, storm forward more, and uh, you know, be more of a an a- active threat um, against the the opponent's goal, whereas. Against the smaller teams, perhaps he tends to to sit back a bit more and control the tempo uh, from from a bit further down the pitch and, and dictate a little bit more. And that, I mean, sure that 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 can lend itself to more assists. But um, it's it's you know, does does what I'm saying make sense? I think so. I mean, we know he's you know a big game player, and yeah. maybe. You know, when he's playing the small teams, he's asked to do a bit of a, a different role and use his talents in a, in a different way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, his sister's still good. And, you know, he... I, I would also call him a bonus point magnet. So it's it's not unreasonable for him to, you know, get, you know, two point, two assists and put up, you know, a 10 or 11 pointer. Yeah. But that seems like if that's the ceiling, then maybe... There's just too much risk there for not enough reward. Because I think you really do need goals as midfielders to have, you know, that really big, the massive uh, the game week. Yeah. Like Salah. Yeah. Well, I guess three assists. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and also, um, the minutes thing just, you know, it, yeah. it's just a lot. It's running. I mean, it's, it's possible... I would say about pretty probable that he gets around 90 minutes over the two games combined. Probably starts one, gets subbed off, and then gets subbed on the other. Well, are you taking 90 minutes of KDB or 90 minutes of Salah? You know, it's a good question. It's a good question. I probably go Salah, to be honest. And, you know, obviously as a City fan, I hate to say that. But... <laughs> You know, just the goal threats, the you know, just the involvement and the the advanced positions is too much to pass up, and probably better fixtures by a little bit as well. Yeah, well, Salad plays Villa at home, um, and then in thirty eight he plays Southampton away, so very very juicy. Yes. All right, um, and I guess lastly, oh, mm, we'll talk about the defenders too. But before that, uh, what to do with Grealish? Yeah, I think it's a bit of a, a conundrum because, you know, for the owners of Grealish, which include me, it's been almost the same type of game that I've been playing with Trent. You know, <laughs> he's he's gotten benched. He didn't play. But, you know, he's played all these games beforehand. Maybe he'll play the next one. Maybe he'll play the next one. Oh, now the Champions League's over. He's got a double game week. Maybe he'll play these. That's that's my conundrum right now. And I don't really know. I don't really know what to do. I, well, I think he'll start one, probably against Chelsea, get the rest against Brighton, and uh, just just not very attractive to me, I think. Uh, well, I, I, he's a model for many, you know, global brands. I would say he's very attractive. I, you know, I was just about to make that clarification. Not, not attractive in the, the, the FPL sense, in the, well... 
why don't we move on? Why don't we move on? That that seems like that seems like a, a rational thing to do at this moment. So I'm gonna choose. I agree. All right. <laughs> there, there there are so many interesting <laughs> options in the city of defense, aren't there? I mean, yeah. Stones seems to be you know in an advanced position, almost a midfielder now. Mm. Uh, Akanji is, has found a role on the left in Ake's uh, absence. Diaz, of course, is a, a rock in the center. Yeah. Kyle Walker. I mean, he pocketed Vinicius. He did. He did. Although I did read a stat that said uh, he's only won about 13% of all one-on-one duels. I did see that. Yeah. I mean, to me, that suggests that he, the, the way that he attacks wingers, or I should say defends against wingers, just isn't what that stat is looking at. Because <laughs> usually what happens is they'll kick it past him and they'll both run to it and they'll get there first. <laughs> yeah. And I don't really know how they cover or how they calculate, you know, who wins a who wins a duel. Mm. But it seems to me like that's usually what happens. And it, it's possible that just by the ball getting by him in the first place, that's counted as a loss. Yeah. But usually he's able to hold his ground. Yeah, he is. Um. Okay. Let, let, let's let's think about this. Let's think about this. Stones. Well, Pep has a, has a habit of uh, taking stones off in the in the fifty something minute, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. frustrating. It's very scary. Uh, he does have the the best goal threat, I would say. Diaz probably has the best chance of starting both, in my opinion. Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Walker. I don't know. Walker is just a bit dull. I mean, there's just absolutely no attacking upside. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, neither is there with uh, a Kanji either. I mean, he did score against Madrid. He did score. He did score. And I do own a Kanji. But, well, like, once again, I, I really don't see how. Like, hmm. I'm, I'm not actively predicting any of them to start both games that's fair that's fair and they and they you know they they haven't city haven't the the defense hasn't been that great they've had that ederson has 11 clean sheets that's you know yeah i mean i think in terms of i think they're leading the league expected goals conceded i believe oh okay yeah which maybe suggests that they've just been you know a little bit unlucky but I don't know. Well, they have this uh, somewhat annoying habit of uh, conceding consolation goals when it's 4-0 up, when they're 4-0 up. Yeah, and yeah, we have talked about, about that before. Mm. Ederson, most likely <laughs> the culprit. Yeah. So, if, if we just recap City really quickly, we all have Holland. I think we yeah. agree that Alvarez is a decent enough punt. I... Like Alvarez a lot, hmm. I think at at that price point, he's easy enough to get into your team. That yeah, it's really a pretty good gamble. Uh, but I don't actually see anyone else who's so. Yeah, aware. I mean, I think there there are so many you know intriguing options that are you know kind of just floating around, hmm. but none of them are really good enough to really yeah. earn a place in your team. Actually, Mares maybe. I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame you if you. Maybe. I just think he's 
too risky just with the minutes. Mm-hmm. And I think the midfield crop right now is just so deep that yeah, I'm not going to have any trouble finding someone else for that spot. You ever going to consider Gundogan or Bernardo? Honestly, Gundogan, I think, could be an underrated shout. I mean, he's you know seemingly found his goal scoring groove again. A little bit, but it just it just seems too unreliable. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, let's uh, move on to the keeper position. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, Kepa has got has you know got benched for for Mendy in the last game, uh, and you know. In general, in general, it's 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 a bit of a, a bit of a sleeper, sleeper position. So, what what do you propose Kepa owners do? And you know, some people own Kepa and Raya, and Raya plays Spurs away, and Kane is yeah, probably going to score that's a penalty. Right now. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's just so strange because he, I mean, he just got benched. Like, hmm. it didn't seem like he was even playing that badly, and. Frank just says, you know, actually, I'm going to play the other goalie today. Well, Frank loved Mendy, and he, you know, didn't love Keppa. Maybe oh, I know, I know. Yeah. But yeah. even still, I mean, it's just, that's just uncommon. And, you know, maybe he decides that Keppa is the better option mm. in his last few games. But maybe he doesn't. Maybe well, you're in a bad spot. Frank is an uncommon manager, is what I'll say. Yeah. So, in terms of replacements, I think, you know, there's an easy swap to De Gea. I do think he's probably the best option. I think so, too. I think Ederson, if it doesn't constrict the other city defenders you want to get, can be a good option. Yeah, although I, I do think Ortega might get a the game against Brighton. If oh, that is true. That is up. true. So I feel like De Gea. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about the double up with Shaw. So, yeah. Sort of like yeah. Mm. And very briefly, uh, you've got Steele as that double, and then Villa away. Allison, maybe if you have Sal and Trent, Allison could be. Well, Allison is what second in the in the goalkeeper standings. He always finds right his way. Right, I think. Yeah, yeah, he, he always winds up in the in the top. Yeah. you know, few, but you know, we we never seem to consider him seriously. Yeah, and you know, ways to spend money, I guess. And and you know. Well, you know, the, we all say that, you know, we don't want a goalkeeper to be taking up our third Liverpool spot. But, I mean, this year at least, it has really just been solid Trent. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Ramsdale plays Forest and Wolves. Johnston plays Fulham and, and Forest. Pickford plays Wolves, Bournemouth. But probably not going to spend a transfer getting any of those in, right? Yeah, I mean... I think, you know, most of those relegation battles are going to be, you know, just filled with goals. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not convinced in the, the defensive capabilities of many of those sides. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to captaincy then. I... Well, actually, we didn't even talk about Holland in our city segment. Do you think he starts both? Probably starts with the first one. Yeah. And then they win the league and then he is rested. Mm. Has he has he actually been benched this entire year? 
Ah, uh, I'm gonna look at that right now. He has. Well, he didn't play against Liverpool, but that was because he was injured. And didn't play against Leicester, maybe fourteen, but Fulham. Started. Yeah. Other I mean, than that, there there were some games where he came off the bench. Just one. Just one. Just wow. Fulham. Really? That's hard to believe. Yeah, and he he got taken off at halftime against Villa, but he started. Right, okay. So I mean, yeah, yeah, he, he he really hasn't been a rotation risk at all. Yeah. No, that's that's interesting, actually. Mm. I mean, I, I think he almost presents himself more as an injury risk than a rotation risk in terms of his overall minutes. Yeah. Because I mean, when he's when he's fit, when he's you know ready to go, I mean, he must be started. He has to be started. Mm. I guess so. I guess so. So but, I mean, sorry. I think you know, once City won the league, he doesn't have to be started, and he won't be started. Mm. Makes it tricky. Yeah. Well, he wants that. He wants to to smash that record as as much as possible. I'd imagine. That's true. That's true. I mean, he certainly on pace to get forty. Yeah. I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone would be surprised if he did. So. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure. All he's you know he's just in Pep's office begging him to to get these minutes, but yeah, Pep knows there are bigger bigger things at hand. Mm. I'll probably stick it on Holland and all. Honesty, but for the for the sake of consideration, um, I think Rashford. Or mm, I don't know, he might not, unless we get confirmation that his fitness is all right. Probably won't be doing Rashford either. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if if I if I knew Rashford was going to play at least hundred fifty minutes, start both games, I would I would play him or I would captain him. No, really, I think so. Just more to play for. I do think Holland's going to get benched for one of the games. Hmm. And I mean, Rashford, he is very good. And he can score a lot of goals. He had that amazing, consistent stretch just a couple of months ago. And, you know, he hasn't quite recaptured that form, but he's certainly, you know, very dangerous. And hmm. I would say the same goes for Bruno. I mean, we talked about how, you know, his expected assists have been, you know, he's been underperforming that metric. But, it really does feel like he's due for something. And, I mean, this could be the week where it's just broken all open. It could. And he's hit the, the woodwork many times from long yeah, shots. true. How about again? Do you want uh, goals or assists? I think the answer is goals. And... Yeah. No, that's, that's fair. That's fair. I'm... Uh, it's tough because, I mean, Holland, it almost seems like you have to captain him. And... If he, you know, just goes crazy, it's going to be, oh, why didn't you captain Holland? It was so obvious. But it does feel like the the game week is crying out for someone to be the captain. It doesn't seem like any of these options are really all convincing for their own reasons. Crying out for a hero. Who's going to be that hero? I don't know. I, I, I I'm probably going to do Holland, honestly. As much as it disappoints. Yeah. I think for me, it's actually on Rashford right now. Okay. But I'm probably going to be too cowardly and just put it back. Yeah. I don't know. Then again, I had a pretty awful, pretty awful game. I need to chase some rank. Mm. So, yeah, or no. Well, if you do, good luck. Yeah. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need it. I, I think there's hope that the 
the FPL gods are going to look kindly on me. Throw me a bone, if you will. There's always hope, but it's the hope that kills you. Yeah, well, that's just about everything I've got to go on at this point. So just hoping for the best. Rooting for you. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Well, that brings us to the end of the penultimate Game Week episode of the FPL Fortress for the 2023 season. Can you believe it? Penultimate episode? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's gone by so fast, I think. I mean, it feels like, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, they were debating, you know, all those Game Week 1 template teams, how many premium options to get, you know, whether we want to get the Arsenal players or not. I mean, mm. I don't know. it just seems like it's it's just hard to believe it's, it's gone by so quickly. Yeah. Oh, save the save the save the nostalgia for for our uh, season recap episode. But yeah. yeah, yes, I absolutely echo all of those sentiments. And uh, you know, hopefully, this uh, penultimate episode has been as helpful as as any other of ours this this season in helping you make your your decision. Uh, good luck and. Uh, Wishing everyone a healthy green arrow. <laughs>